0: Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the U.S.A., 137 affiliates strong thanks to all of you in our listening audience. My producer today, Mr. J.P. paulie I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. We're happy to have you on board. If you have any questions for us, I have guests in studio today. You can call our toll-free number, 877-385-2224. If there's anything we can help you with, feel free to call that number. Operators are standing by. They will take your calls. And we will get back to you after the broadcast. The website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. There are a lot of blogs up there about what's going on in healthcare with health insurance and other issues. If you have a question about that or want to learn about an individual or small group or Medicare or any of that, go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of information up there. If you send me an email, I get a couple of hundred a day. No, I don't answer each one of them the same day. But, yes, I do answer each and every one of them. I will get back to you. Send me an email from the website, and we'll respond to you. All right, we've got a special show today. Joining me in studio is Ron Rowe from Blue Cross and Blue Shield for the 142nd time, I think. Is that close? Always an honor to be on your show, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Always an honor. Uh, indeed. Dr. Ambrose, University of Missouri president. Welcome, Dr. Ambrose. Central Missouri. So, uh, we, we won't claim the Central. that's all right, My Carrie. mistake. This glad is, yeah, there you with, go. With University of Central Missouri president. And uh, Dr. Laban, medical director of Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Welcome back, Dr. Laban. Thank you. Great to be here. Well, you know, folks, this is going to be an interesting show today, and I was—I wanted to do this broadcast because there is a continuing discussion in this country about how do we lower health insurance and health care costs? What can be done to curb these escalating costs? How do we get these things under control? Well, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City and the University of Central Missouri have put together a program that's really going to work very well, we think, and we're going to talk about that program today, and that's why we have Dr. Ambrose here along with Dr. Laban and Ron Rowe from Blue Cross. So here's what we're going to talk about. The University of Central Missouri, Western Missouri Medical Center, St. Luke's Healthcare System, and Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City has opened its doors to consider opportunities to leverage resources and services to establish quality-driven patient-centered outcome-focused healthcare delivery strategy that pursues the goals that include stabilizing overall healthcare costs and creating a medical home, serving UCM faculty, staff, students, and their dependents. That's a mouthful, Ron. So what does all that really mean when you melt it down?
1: Well, that is a mouthful. Um, What it means is we're going to, we're going to try to do things a little bit differently um, to to help, um, uh, Dr. Ambrose and his staff control the health care cost for their employees at University of Central Missouri. And I want to be clear from the beginning, this was not a Blue Cross initiative. This was not an idea that that we had. Um, this was the vision of Dr. Ambrose. He came to us probably a little over two years ago and said, look, I, I operate a clinic for my students. I want a clinic for my employees. You guys have been talking to us about primary care medical homes and how those uh, have been used to drive down costs why don't we do a primary care medical home at the university and start out with the university and then offer it to, to others in Johnson County as well. And, um, two years later, we have actually, it's off the ground. Um, and, and I think I'll, I'll, I'll probably let Dr. Ambrose tell you a little bit more about his vision and how this came about. But at some point I want to tell you what, what this is going to do for the university's healthcare costs because, um, the projections that we think are going to happen, we're actually guaranteeing those by making the university fully insured and saying we're going to honor this rate for the next three years. So the university is not going to have an increase on this particular product that we've rolled out for the next three years. We've never done that, um, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. So. All right,
0: so, Dr. Ambrose, obviously, you know, this is out of the box, okay? Um, you know, I do these shows all over the country, and I don't have another university system. I don't I don't see another system doing anything like what you're doing in this partnership. So where did the vision for this come from? And it is unusual, and I'm sure that this took a little convincing a lot of folks that this, <laughs> this was a better way to go. So let's talk about that.
3: You know, I, I actually, Kerry, and, and I don't know how many guests you would have that would – be offered a three-year rate lock to kind of build something uh, that that doesn't exist. I I have to commend um, the partnership that the university's had with Blue Cross because uh, we share a common uh, mission of of teaching and learning, Uh, but let's put it in context. We could be doing a higher ed show on a national syndicate very similar to the issues that you've just outlined for healthcare, right? 80% of our economies build on consumer spending. The two highest costs to American families has been health care and higher education. At the same time, 70 percent of Americans have less money to spend. So those economics uh, put us on a kind of a downward escalator, as Robert Reich and others have described, economically if we don't fix a, a, a broken system. Now, what Dr. Laban and uh, Ron have taught me uh... is that we're moving to an outcome based uh... model for health care uh, population health matters matter of fact higher ed has lagged behind healthcare care by about a decade there's one day where colleges will be funded on the basis of the outcomes we produce we're moving there through performance funding and some other metrics a lot of predictive analytics We we can tell what our outcomes are going to be and be more efficient in the delivery of education just like health care is being required But what this partnership does, it brings all three legs of the triad together, right? It's the participants to really try to expand care. And we have some assets on university campuses across this country that not only allow us to think about internally developing a patient-centered medical home, uh, but bringing in some resources to help uh, affect population management that we haven't even considered yet. We have a nursing program. We have a social work program. We have behavioral health resources. We have tools by which students could actively engage in developing their future, exercise science, kinesiology, dietetics, nutrition, that can provide patient support to stay well, if in fact that's one of those equations of driving this model forward, that if you are in partnership in Western Missouri Medical Center with a physician's primary care uh, network that serves almost 80% of our participants, along with St. Luke's, it really expands out to those specialists, It's a win-win-win for the provider, uh, for the insurer, and the participant that actually shows us in in this first year of our benefit structure, shows us that we can actually save money and provide better care. So Dr. Leibman, how did you all convince St.
0: Luke's to become involved in this program with with Central Missouri State, everybody's laughing now, with with Central Missouri State to put all this together? Because this is a lot of people to bring together to put something like this together. It's a lot of people to bring together, and <clears throat> I think if we had
2: to start from uh, square one, it probably could not have done it in the time frame that we did. We were fortunate that St. Luke's was already working with the local hospital uh, in Warrensburg, Missouri. They uh, staffed their ICU and some of the hospitalists, so they already had a a uh, relationship built. They already had referral patterns built, and we had already been working with St. Luke's on our uh, patient-centered medical home project within the Kansas City metro area. So it was just a natural alliance between the two uh, to bring them together, and uh, they came to the
0: table. So you've got three pieces of the puzzle now, Ron. You've got Blue Cross and Blue Shields, you've got St. Luke's, and you've got Central Missouri State. Who else Mm -hmm. is involved in this?
1: Uh, Western Missouri Medical Center, (coughs) the the hospital in Warrensburg, and, and they own most of the primary care physicians out there now. I think one of the one of the unique things that we'll we'll be doing, and we haven't done this yet, we we think we're not, know how to do it. and We believe enough in it that, like I said, we put our money where our mouth is. But we're going to try to take our data that we've usually used um, uh, in a reactive way because we use claims data. Well, once you use uh, claim, means care has already occurred, right? right. It's, and, after and it's after the fact. You can't fix and, it. It's and already so broke. We, we take our data and share it with all these entities the, in, in the partnership and say, how do we use this data proactively now? to control the downstream spend. Um, and you've heard us talk about primary care medical home several times. Primary care um, represents only about 6% of the total medical spend, but those primary care physicians control 90% of the total spend. And so that's really what we're doing here to say, let's use the data and let's get the primary care docs in this, we're calling it a neighborhood now right? because uh, it's a little bigger than just one home, uh, to actually use the data to control the spend downstream, it's, it's th- just just this uh, primary care medical home in and of itself is not is not going to drive down the cost. It's how they manage care for people that need to be referred out to specialists. And um, I see our clocks ticking down here a little bit. It is. But, you notice that? I'm impressed. 144th time. So, um, but but one of the one of the things we can talk about hopefully is the difference between the big fee for service broad networks go wherever you want to get care whenever you want and how much that costs versus what you're doing what we're going to do here now when we come back after the break that's exactly what we will talk about you're listening to america's
0: Healthcare advocate broadcasting on the hia radio network coast to coast across the usa if you want to learn more about what blue cross and blue shield is offering go to the website bluekc.com stay tuned i'll be right back with more after the break Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting the website americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, the always perfect Mr. J.P. Stacey, I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Ron Rowe from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, Dr. Ambrose, President, Central Missouri State. I got it right that time, doctor. Okay. And Dr. Laban, a medical director for Blue Cross and Blue Shield, the website for Blue Cross and Blue Shield. If you want to learn about any of their products and services from small group to large group, uh, short-term health insurance, Medicare, it's bluekc.com. The phone number, 816-395-BLUE, 816-395-BLUE. All right. When we went out at the last segment, Ron, you were talking about fee-for-service versus what we're doing here. Let's define that a little bit because the audience needs to understand what we're talking about and how this, this is different than that
1: and how it works. Well, eventually it will not be fee for service, but it it is still fee for service today. But, um, big, broad networks, um, uh, at Blue Cross, our our network that everyone is familiar with is preferred care blue. and, And that's pretty much every physician in every hospital, Uh, is in that, because that work in in the city is in that network. That's right. Cadillac network. Um, and you, and if you're an employee whose employer offers you that network, you can go to get care wherever you want, whenever you want. And there's a lot of variation in that system. Um, for example, there, there are uh, a knee replacement can be done in one facility that is $45,000 and the exact same procedure in another facility, even done by a similar doctor who practices in both hospitals could be $22,000 with the same outcomes. But when we rate that, we have to rate those products, assuming everything's going to happen in that $45,000 um, right. place, right? So that's the first thing the problem with that network. Um, the other part of the other thing that contributes to cost of those big, broad networks is fragmentation. Um, uh, uh, you go wherever you want whenever you want, and nothing's really ever coordinated, and I'm, I'm going to go over here and have this procedure done, then I'm going to go over to this other facility and have this done. That fragmentation cost. Uh, they're you, not you, talking you, to each they're other. They're not talking to each other. Tests get repeated. Um, this this model that we're doing narrows it down so that the network um, that the employees at UCM can access uh, is is a very um, narrower network, if you will. Uh, St. Luke's Health System, Western Missouri Medical Center, are Tier 1, and then it's wrapped with our Blue Select Plus network. So... Um, we, so call, KU we medical centers. So you can't go. Yeah, yeah, KU Med. Okay. There are uh, right. There are nine hospitals. Um, you you can't go wherever you want, whenever you want. But there are still eleven thousand access points in the Kansas City area in Warrensburg. Over thirty three hundred physicians. Um, so when we say it's a narrow network, yeah, you have less choices than the nine thousand physicians in Preferred Care brew, Blue. Um, but you're you're not restricted that much. So that's the first thing. And and what that got us was bigger discounts from the providers that are in that network to say, well, if you're going to give us more volume, then we can give you a little bit bigger discounts. And so that is the unit cost savings right there. Those discounts get passed on to the university, um, get passed on to the employees. Um, so there's incentive for the employees to want to take this product, um, because the benefits are richer and whatnot.
0: So Dr. Ambrose, we, we always say in this business that unit cost and utilization drive everything. Right. So here we've got a utilization unit cost. We've got some controls that are going to change that. But you had to go to your people and say, well, you're not going to get this network. You're going to get this network. How did you sell that? And what was the buy-in? How did you, because when you tell people you're going to take something away, then so how did, how did that go over with your folks at the university whenever you introduced this
3: program? Well, you know, Kerry, as I mentioned, we, we could be doing a, a higher ed Show because unit costs drive everything uh, in our economy as well. So consider this, in the year 2000, the state of Missouri provided 65 cents of every dollar the University of Central Missouri spent. Uh, 35% came from tuition. We got two primary drivers of revenue at the institution. Today, 35% of our support comes from the state, and 65% is really relied on by students who now, cumulatively, have borrowed $1.5 trillion to pay for college. So college costs too much, it takes too long. My degree doesn't make me competitive with the outcomes required to be competitive in this economy, and I've had to borrow too much. So our unit costs, our, our value proposition to students, has changed dramatically. Consider this. We, we've received, this year, the same amount of money that we received from the state of Missouri in the year 2000, not taking into account any inflationary uh, investment, as well as a tuition cap that's been in place since 2007. So for a decade, we can't increase our cost. So we're locked. And, and our faculty and staff, our community understands, one, that affordability matters to our students and that debt's not a good way to pay for college, so they're willing to sacrifice. But what are those things that we can control on the expense side of our equation? And here's Dr. Laban that walks in and says, well, that's easy to figure out from a population management because <laughs> 60% of your health care is actually manageable by virtue of weight loss, cardio, diabetics, right. kinds of things yep. that, That's where, that matter. Yep. And 80% of your cost increases have been dedicated to pharma related to those uh, things that you could control if you stayed more well. And with the analytics that Blue Cross is willing to provide to providers, we could be actively and aggressively managing those costs down by virtue of community. So if you think about this to each of us, And we were 25 25 years behind in terms of our benefit structure. Uh, We didn't charge individual employees enough uh, to to really warrant. uh, And we charged families and uh, employee one more than they could afford. Uh, They would have to make uh, an average salary of about $50,000 a year to even think about family coverage. So we had put ourselves upside down in regards to our benefit structure. Well, in this, with a three-year rate loss and, and the first real customized network to really stay well, uh, we're actually reducing uh, institutional expense, which is all in about 10% of our operating budget is the subsidy we provide for the benefit-cost-related healthcare? care. So if, if Greg Laban tells me if we actively manage through predictive analytics, wellness, and this closed network of, of really mitigating the, the extravagance of cost that choice drives – that we could cut our health care costs by a third. Now that's huge. We're not there yet, No, but but, but but we're on our way. You got a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not an oncoming train. Matter of fact, I think we can outperform what we're even thinking that we can do right now. We're we're, we're just at the point of considering what's possible with this model. If we get aggressive in terms of bringing the assets to bear to keep people well, as well as the analytics to help drive physicians and their service to us, uh, there's really no telling where we can stop with this, this program. So Dr. Laban, uh, that was four times I heard this mentioned that
0: you were, were up to the plate here. So there's some expectation here on your part, yes? Well, we've been at this, what, three days now, and uh, I think we're well uh, we're
2: on our way to the 30% uh, savings. At least today we are. Exactly. You know, one of the things that we were talking about is this whole notion of data, being able to look at from a, a patient perspective, what's driving their health care costs, as well as what can we do to help prevent that. I'd been talking to Doctor Ambrose about what our patient-centered medical homes had done in terms of behavioral health. Right, uh, they have integrated those types of folks. He started saying, "Well, you know, we we've got those types of folks here." And I said, "Well, you know, it, it's good to have a dietitian. Well, w- we have those." And once you started talking to him about it, the the,
3: the you had leverage. You could the pull. leverage and
2: Absolutely. the incentives were all aligned there to actually start putting those things into place uh, with within uh, the UCM uh, network.
0: We're going to go back after the break. We'll continue this fascinating conversation. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. The website for Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City, BlueKC.com, the phone number 816-395-BLUE. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after the break with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, You're broadcasting coast-to-coast across Fruited Plain. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question, send me an email. I'll be happy to answer it. My producer, Mr. JP Stacey, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this fascinating conversation with Ron Rowe from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, Dr. Ambrose from Central Missouri State, and Dr. Laban, Mark, uh, director, medical director for Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City. City. If you want information on anything that Blue Cross and Blue Shield has to offer, the website, bluekc.com, the phone number, 816-395-BLUE, 816-395-BLUE. Dr. Ambrose, you said something at last segment. It, 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 it kind of hit me right between the eyes, and I see this all the time. I mentioned it to you when we went to break off air. I've got a huge client down in southern Illinois, and they are a medical facility. They have 14 clinics across southern Illinois. They pay 100 percent of their employees' cost. We've got about 400 people on this plan, 398, I think, was the last count. And the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems they have, and we just addressed it this year, was they do not have maybe 15 to 20 families out of 400 employees on the plan because they cannot afford to buy the health insurance that's being offered. So how let's go to that. How does that affect? How did that affect you? How does this solution help? Get you past that issue, and and what are the other issues that
3: result from someone can't afford to put their family on health insurance? How does that affect the university? You know, Ron mentioned the the fee for service model, but uh, most employers, and this would be true at the University of Central Missouri, wanted to take care of people. So incremental changes and adjustments that didn't cause more out of pocket cost to employees. Well, over the years, that just compounds, right? So when the employee won and the family was taxed, and, and I learned this from, from our partners, uh, we were actually precluding the lowest-cost participants from our plan from participating in the plan, while at the same time, as I mentioned uh, in, in an example, uh, if you are free uh, and we're covering all of your costs, chances are you're not incentivized to, <laughs> to really utilize health care to where it's a, a cumulative advantage for the community. So on, you're really caught in the double bind on both sides of the equation. If you preclude people on the basis of pricing out your family coverage to a point people can't be insured, we can't recruit great faculty. We've got people who look at that benefit structure very specifically and say out-of-pocket quality of life costs at the University of Central Missouri is not an advantage for me to leave my current employer. So we had done that, in effect, and as well as kept participants out that were on the low cost of the equation. But at the same time, look at what the world has gone for the employee-only coverage. And if you maintain that ultimate low cost, then just the simple services that are like primary care that will help to mitigate long-term costs, employees won't take advantage of. So we had put ourselves into a position without some kind of change, some transformational change that requires a choice uh, of where our, our cost curve was broke. Uh, now, in, incentivizing, and, and Carrie, I know this is hard for a CEO to, to acknowledge, Uh, Our our commitment to our employees is every dollar we save uh, in this plan, we're going to give back, right, because it's an elective choice. So as our performance continues right now, we're holding even. As we look at this three-year ability to build a program and we start building savings, we're going to find the appropriate way to give that back to employees by reducing their premium costs and by incentivizing, and this may be the single sole best way that I have to encourage people that compensation and wage growth is possible at the university. Because as I mentioned to you, we've got unit cost factors that says that we're in a declining resource base and people are our biggest cost. So if in fact we want to control a positive momentum, a, a positive trajectory for the institution, this plan is probably our best bet for taking care of ourselves.
0: All right. So having listened to that, just listen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm hearing what he's saying and I'm, and I'm especially the part about the CEOs. How many, how many CEOs central uh, uh, and chief financial officers and human resource directors listening to this broadcast need to understand what Dr. Ambrose just said? Number one, because I preach this gospel all the time, if you save the money and you're able to control the cost. You put it back into things that are going to grow your business, grow your company, stabilize you. It's exactly what we did in Southern Illinois. The idea is to stabilize the workforce and reduce the cost, which is exactly what Dr. Ambrose just described. Am I right or wrong? Is that where this is going? Well,
1: I I think you're right. You're both right. Absolutely. You're right. Um, One of the things that I wanted to point out is Dr. Ambrose was uh, talking about that. We spent two years, talking about this and designing it and rolling it, didn't, it out. It didn't
0: happen in three days. Well,
1: and one of the things – no, it didn't. And, and one <laughs> of the things we said is we do not want this to be a race to the bottom. Well, this has to be a good experience for the employees. This isn't just about how do we give them – how do we give central – or university – you got me saying it wrong. We're all about we to
3: remember CMSU, how, yeah, but it How, is UCM, how right, do we so. get the
1: University of Central Missouri mules – how do we get – how do we – how do we give their employees a better health insurance product at a lower rate the, so the employees now have a 0 dollar copay when they go to primary care 0 dollars it costs them nothing to go to primary care get them in we want them in primary care right. that's where we're going to control the spend so we 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 adjusted the benefit designs they have a 500 dollar deductible they didn't have to take this plan uh, we had a lot of discussion about is it the carrot or the stick let's make it the carrot let's make this a better experience Let's make sure that this is something that the employees want. So next year when we come around to open enrollment, oh. well, there's 50% of the people, in it, those that didn't pick it are talking to their colleagues you or bet. going, that's the plan you want. You <laughs> right. need to get in that plan.
3: Um, and Going and, to the Dodger makes you money. Yeah, exa- Thank you.
1: Exactly. So it's not. it wasn't just cost, 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 because there's ways to lower cost and, and make everybody upset and unhappy and, and feel like they don't even have insurance. Great, so
0: what we call a lot of noise. Yeah, so right? um,
1: uh, there, there was a lot of... Uh, focus on 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 that the, at the what what the benefit level was going to be and where the money was going to be spent um, get them in primary care let them go to primary care for free because we know what's going to happen downstream spend um, if that's being managed right so dr. Laban how important mm-hmm. is that primary care piece because we hear this all the time
0: and it's hard I think it, I don't know that people understand this it resonates L- let's talk about that because dr. Ambrose talked about Ron talked about it. That primary care piece is what, central this whole thing working? It is absolutely critical to the success of this whole
2: initiative. The fact that we do have 6% of all the health care dollars going to primary care, we could double that tomorrow. Take that 6%, move it to 12%. If we could get everybody going in to see their primary care doc, or at least identifying a primary care doc so when they got sick, they knew who to go to. That doc is going to help them navigate the system. Our health care system is the most complex thing that anybody is going to deal with uh, from the day they're born until they're, the day they die. <laughs> and they need a competent, good navigator to help of them. And the best person for that is their primary care doc. Uh, they can help them figure out, A, what, what do I need to prevent a complication from occurring? What do I need to do instead of going to the emergency room? If I'm going to have a complication, can I get in to see my doctor today as opposed to having to go to the emergency room tonight and it's going to cost 10 times more. Giving those docs the ability to do that, giving the employees and the patients the ability to get in to see those docs, that's going to save money, improve health, create a better workforce. You know, one of the things that we did in terms of data is we looked at the UCM employees. Two out of three were already going to these hospitals that we have in their network. They're top quality hospitals. There's a great relationship between the primary care doctors as well as the specialist physicians. And when you have that smooth relationship, you don't have to repeat tests. You don't have to
1: double the cost of care by getting an MRI twice
0: because it's not disconnected. It's all
1: interconnected and it's all feeding into the same system. And and Dr. Laban's making a good point. We, we have two partners that aren't here with us on the show today that are critical in the success of this. And that's Western Missouri medical center in St. Luke's. And they have been, um, They've been, they've, been, they've been begging for this kind of data. Please, please share that data with us. We'll be happy to practice uh, medicine differently if you'll give us the data before the fact rather than after, after the Carrie, fact. And, Kerry, they took
3: the risk. I mean, they they've put together a providers network in uh, Warrensburg and Johnson County. One uh, primary care provider already serviced 40% of our workforce. So they knew by building a provider's network with that practice along with other primary care physicians, and then we've got great models from St. Luke's because they were already out on the front range with PCMH that we could move forward with an outcome-based network of primary care that didn't feel as if we were taking something away from someone. Yeah, and that's the key, isn't it? I mean, you, you just – isn't that the, – that's the, that's the
0: that's the message to the employee – on the employee level, whether it's the person working in the cafeteria, whether it's the tenured professor, the idea is you're not taking something away. What Ron described, zero copay, great access, you're giving something, you're giving them something it's equal to or better than what they have now.
3: And like health care, so many things are external that we don't control. This is one of those variables we actually do control and can take hold of and make a positive benefit for everyone.
0: And it, and it does make a positive benefit. When we come back from the break, we'll talk more about this and, and implementation. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA Radio Network, coast-to-coast coast across the USA. If you want information from Blue Cross, the website, bluekc.com, the phone number, 816-395-BLUE. 816-395-BLUE. I'll bet if you called that number and said you wanted to talk to Ron Rowe about a plan like this, he'd probably talk to you. Right, Ron? We'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned. We've got more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, Mr. J.P. Sacy. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to close it out in this segment with Ron Rowe, Dr. Ambrose, and Dr. Laban. You know, if you're, if you, we've just talked about this in the break. If you're a university system out there somewhere around the Kansas City metro and the other 32 counties that are served by Blue Cross and Blue Shield, or you're a large employer, you've got 500, 1,000, whatever the case may be, employees, they are more than happy to talk to you at Blue Cross and Blue Shield if you want to see if they can do something like this for you. Phone number 816-395-BLUE, the website bluekc.com. I'm sure Ron Rowe would be delighted to have that conversation. Absolutely. All right. Doctor, who is eligible in your system now for this program uh, across the board? Well, you know, it's all our participants.
3: So, uh, you know, it it gives a chance for... Uh, nearly 2,000 faculty and staff. Okay, so you're 2,000. Ultimately, I, I think our total participant for full-time, oh, Gary, thanks for asking about 1,500, I think, okay. total. But, uh, what we want to do is develop uh, also a student plan Okay, that, that gives us the opportunity uh, as faculty and staff to be good role models for what young people need to consider as they enter the workforce and their wholeness, right, of what a college degree means is I've got some responsibility in staying well, and there's some factors as I look for employers, as I think about who I'm going to work for, and the habits and lifestyle and culture that I carry with me off this campus can make a positive difference as they look forward. That's interesting. That's an interesting approach because that's certainly not something we see uh, much of,
0: taking responsibility in terms of looking forward, taking responsibility for your health, um, which then equates back to better benefits, lower costs and all the rest of it for everybody
3: involved. And again, Dr. Laban has been a great teacher uh, <laughs> in this, but you think about some of those lifestyle choices that you make, uh, as you're going to college and, and leaving college. If I've got a badge or a, a certificate or something that says my degree is value added in terms of keeping myself well, and you're going to hire me here, I, I'm interviewing for a job and I say, well, Hey, I just came from UCM and, I, I know that being a part of a community that stays well is a positive contribution. As a new employee, perhaps I'm more marketable. I'm more competitive with that degree.
0: Well, I, I can tell you, as, an, as a small as a small business employer, it would certainly get my attention if somebody said that to me. And not, I want the Golden American Express card so I can go do whatever I want to do and spend <laughs> whatever I spend, as long as you're paying for it. But so- you asked, uh,
3: you know, who who's eligible? What well, what we want to do is convert our, our student health clinic, which is all in about a million dollars of, of general fund investment, okay. uh, into a primary care PCMH type facility for everyone, students, faculty, and staff. Because again, that access to primary care, if it's easy, convenient, walkable, uh, we would even give some release time to, to stay well during the day so that you can have that sense of freedom to utilize health care to again be a positive contribution not only the performance of the institution, but you as an employee. All right. So Ron, you know, I've, I,
0: I talked about this coming in off the break and I've, you know, thrown your name out there and, 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 in humor, but also on, on a serious side, Blue Cross and Blue Shield is willing to have these conversations with large employers that can put these kind of programs in place. So talk about that a little bit for the rest of the audience Mm -hmm. listening out there. The guy that's got 500 employees or the, or the company that's got 1500 or 2000 people and they're getting killed Mm -hmm. on health insurance costs and they can't control it. And, and they've got the same problems that Dr. Ambrose does. They pay a hundred percent of the employee, but they've got 15
1: families because nobody can afford it. Right. Okay. Well, Carrie first I have to, I'm almost speechless because I'm going to say something that, you know, we work with almost 2000 independent brokers that sell our products and, and they're very valuable to their clients. Um, but there are brokers out there and I've heard you say this too, that like to chase premiums and just go out every year and say, let's do an RFP and (laughs) let's look at what's the best price we can get for this employer.
0: This ain't that, buying that, a used car. This doesn't work. What
1: you have to do, this <laughs> this was 2 years of drilling down and looking at what is driving the cost of this health plan. How do we affect the cost? Not just how can we chase a lower premium? But it's not had, about chasing but, the lower but we've premium. It's about people like Jeff
0: Spencer on here who've done these kind the, of programs. The, yeah. What What I'm saying is, this is something that's coming. What, it, just Just listening to Dr. Ambrose, when this is something that's coming, if people want to do this, there's a method to do it. it yes, is, it true. is.
1: In in, in in most of the brokers out there, I'm not saying anything bad about the brokers. Most of the brokers out there have access to the data. Um, and, and, but it, it takes, it's, it's, it's a different model. It, it takes a year or two years <laughs> to say what's driving the cost. We're using preferred care blue. Where's the variation? Why are things different Cost here? What are the other options? Um, and, and it's, it's taking the big broad fee for service network, go wherever you want, whenever you want and saying, look, we can, we can drive down the cost, but you're not going to be able to go wherever you want, whenever you want. But you and, don't and, have and, to take something and, away from people and, and, and to and do that. And, and it's partnerships. I tell you, um, I was really excited the very first meeting we had over two years ago when Dr. Ambrose had us out to Warrensburg, and we sat in his boardroom, and we had the payer, Blue Cross. We had uh, the, the providers, St. Luke's, Bob and Bonnie. Western uh, Western Missouri Medical yeah. Center, um, and, he, and he brought the payers and the providers together and said, "I need I need relief. You guys provide the care. You finance the care. How are we going to make a change here? And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take the employers – demanding that we do things different.
3: Now we did have some providers that, that were afraid that we were going to be the cause of the degradation of the healthcare industry in the United States. Yeah. Because... Guess what? They're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it, it hasn't been without a, a little bit of an uphill struggle to bring. No, up
0: but nothing up. that ever works ever is doctor. Right. You know that there's always a struggle if it's going to work and it, and it
3: and, 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 and there are always challenges to this, but you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Well, and, and as I mentioned, uh, I think uh, higher ed, uh, we're going to be emulating healthcare. care. I mean, I, we're going to have to demonstrate outcomes. We're going to have to use some analytics to do the best job uh, on an efficiency basis. And if we do, then that value proposition comes up and everybody wins. And this is a win, win, win. Yeah, the it is. And that's payer. exactly
0: how it's been described. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's the, the, if there's a, if there's a real takeaway from this, I think for the audience to listen out there is that there are solutions, this, this Program is a win-win-win. The, the employees are going to come away from this experience and be ha, have a great experience. And do, as Dr. Laban talked about, the primary care model, zero copay, the, these are things that 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 I'm seeing across the country that need to happen.
1: Yeah, the process, the process, yes. the process can be uh, replicated, but I think it's probably going to be different for every every employer. They've got you know but health local. To do it. Yeah, there, there is a flexibility. That's right.
0: Thank you all very much. Great show today. Great of all of you to come in here. I know you're extremely busy, Dr. Ambrose. Great Thank partners. you. Great uh, partners. We can <laughs> they ask are for their partners. Oh. And now I'll leave you with this thought, ladies and gentlemen, from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network. Coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.